I am entitling this, God blesses, and in parentheses, prospers his covenant people. The other day, um, a few days ago, I was just sleeping weird lately. I wake up, I wake up like at three in the morning for every morning. And again, this morning, like, Lord, you, I just have to believe that you want me, you know, this is probably, you know, let me move this. So I don't, you know, all of a sudden, you see me doing a somersault over. I've been waking up the same time. and So I've just been really praying in the Spirit. And, and boy, it, it was so real to me about really talking about, maybe in a little different light, of God, God wants us blessed. God wants us to prosper. He is not limited to the coronavirus, he is not limited to what is going on out there. We have to tap into him and in the supernatural and really listen to him and really get close to the Lord. Because in these times, you know, to me, anything's possible now. And, and I don't mean that in, in just be ready for anything. That's why you want to prepare yourself and prepare you from the inside out now. Actually, like last year or two years ago, you want to be prepared from the inside. I in third John 2. I have a few questions I want to ask you before we get into this. Do you believe God wants to bless and prosper you? You don't have to answer that out loud, but do you believe, do you really believe God wants you blessed and prosperous? Do you believe he can do it in the midst of a pandemic? Do you believe God can do it even in the midst of craziness? You know, just the other day, they, there was an earthquake in Las Vegas. They said the strongest earthquake in the last 55, 60 years. But just like I said before, get ready on the inside. God wants to use to be a witness. Do you base what God can do and what he does according to what is happening in the world? There's a lot of people that base God on what's going on in the world. If the world's tanking, oh my God, we're in trouble. We have to get out of that mentality. Now, I'm not saying you won't ever have hard time. I'm not saying that or that you'll go through things. I'm not saying that at all. But in the midst that God is still there. Either his promises are yes and amen, or they're no and oh my God, we're in trouble. No, they're yes and amen. Do you believe God works outside the confines of the world system? That is God confined to what's going on. There's a lot of people hurting. There's a lot of people that have lost their jobs right now. And I would believe that it's believers and non-believers. Right? It's not just an unbelief. It, people are going through things. But can God be depended on even in that? God is a covenant-keeping God who sends his word to us so we can have what he says. God is a covenant-keeping God. 3 John 2, if you would turn there, and you're going to see some scriptures that, that you're familiar with this morning. 3 John 2. And then I want to look at... Hmm, 
We need to get, we really need to understand who God is. Now I say that, and, and, and we might all say, yeah, you're right, and I believe. You know, we, we need some deep understanding, and I don't mean deep like revelation that's really weird stuff. I'm talking about that it's, it's, it's real to us. Third John 2, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all, how much? In all things. Prosper in all things. That's not just financial. That's relational. That's physically, mentally. I mean, people are going through it mentally. And be in health just as your soul prospers. That's the key. Your soul has to prosper. Your mindset has to prosper. Now, go to Romans chapter 10. Romans 10, verse 17. We're, we're just going to look at scriptures. Well, I know these verses. Amen. Get to know them even more. But get to know the God who's behind the scripture. Romans 10, 17. So then, faith comes by hearing. Remember we talked about hearing? Listening. I'm not done talking about that. Listening and hearing properly. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing... By what? The word of God. Now, faith doesn't just come by hearing anything. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. God wants us to hear the word of God. You listen to the media, and you know the media is all over the place. You listen to this, and, and they say one thing. You turn on another, and they say the exact opposite. And you think, you know, I'm at least this smart. Both of those can't be true. Would you at least, you would at least agree with that, right? Black is purple. No, black is red. No, black is black. Well, they can't all be the same. See, when God, when God says something, he's the one to be believed. He's the one that no matter what, you, you believe his words. You believe what he's saying. Go to Joshua 1, verse number 8. Joshua 1, verse 8. We don't let scriptures, you know, you're familiar with them. You hear them often. But don't let that familiarity stop you from really going deeper and getting a deeper understanding. Joshua 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Does that mean mouth? Don't let it depart from your mouth. Because I'm not going to let it depart. No, don't let. That means you should be hearing it and speaking it continually. Don't. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it. How often? Day and night, continually. Continually, that you may observe to do according to all that's written. You're not going to observe to do if you're not meditating day and night. Because what happens is we we, we just do a religious exercise. We we do it religiously. Well, okay, I, I'll, I'll spend five minutes religiously. I'll come to church religiously. Uh, because that's just what we're supposed to. No, can you imagine God wants to have a relationship with you? Personally, outside of everybody else.
just person. You know, but that doesn't mean when people say, well, my faith is personal, so they don't say anything. Well, if your faith is personal, it's real, you need to say something. Well, he says that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous. You will make your way prosperous, and you'll have good success. Prosper. I'm whole. I'm, I'm not sad. I'm not depressed. Depression comes from not trusting and believing what God is saying. Depression comes in. When you're depressed, you're not you're not accepting that, you're accepting this, which leads well, fear, fear and depression work together. If you're fearful, you'll chances are you'll be depressed at some point. Why? Because there's no hope. How many people have no hope? You know, some states, they're, they're not locked down until, you know, 2026, 20, it seems like. You know, I'm just, you know, they're, they're, and you think. It's just. God, I know that you're true. You said I'll have good success. I'll prosper. Jacob, I think it was Jacob, Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, I think it was Jacob, sowed, wasn't Jacob sowed in famine? I think it was either Isaac or Jacob. Sowed in famine in the same year, he reaped a hundredfold in the time of famine. How is that possible? God. God's, God's big. God is real big. The other night I was just looking up. You see all the stars. And the one we worship spoke those. He hung all the stars. They don't just fly all over the place. They're a specific order. Can you imagine the subatomic world if, if there was no, if there was nothing behind it, but they'd just fly all over the place? You know, you, you would you would go in and out. You would just disintegrate and come back together. You know, no, there's order. God, God has ordered, and, and when he orders something, you know, if God orders something, you can guarantee it's going to come. You ever order something? Mike ordered something from a, uh, uh, and he realized it was from a specific nation. Starts with a C, ends with an A. And he's still waiting for him. So he said, I think he's a contact Amazon that he wants his money back. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, when God orders something, it's coming. It's guaranteed. Guaranteed. Is Jesus coming back? Guaranteed. Why? It's been ordered out. God ordered your blessing. God ordered ordered your your everything about you to be in His hands and to be okay. God ordered that. Right. Oh Lord. Go to Hebrews eleven. I don't know if I'm going to get out of. I have to get past this. 
Hebrews 11, 1 out of the Amplified. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see. Faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed. There's people staying at the hotel here. They have confirmation. They made a reservation. Confirmation. You have, you have a letter or an email stating your confirmation. You own something. You have the title deed to it. It, it is proof that you have it. It says, we just looked at this a few weeks ago. Now, faith is sharing the confirmation and the title deed of the things you hope for. Being the proof of things we do not see. Being the proof of things you don't see. You don't see it, that's proof that it's real. Now, we're not talking about natural. If you said, I have this. Okay, bring it out. Let me, let me, let me see it. No, I have it. Well, bring it out. I, I can't bring it out right now. Why? Because it's not here in the natural yet. You can't explain that to people that look at you like you're, you're crazy. No, I have it. Well, let me see it. Well, I, it's the proof of things we don't see. Well, they're going to think, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. But God says it's the proof of what you don't see. Be in the conviction. Do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving is real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Faith perceives as what? Fact. We're hearing a lot of whatever. God says this, just the fact. What was that, dragnet? Just the fact. My God, dragnet. Anybody? <laughs> Can't find them. We heard it out. <laughs> old police show. Just the fact, man. Just the facts. Well, God said, I just, I, I just give you the facts. But what God does, He, He births relationship, and births. It becomes more real when you have a deeper relationship. The deeper your relationship with someone, the the more you know them. Isn't that brilliant? You know their actions. You know. You can almost predict how they're going to act. Why? You know them. Well, it's the same with God. The more you know Him, the more you're going to see that He operates a certain way. Now, God can do whatever He wants. Now, that's not the truth. Can God do anything He wants? Trick question. No, He can't do anything He wants. Well, what do you mean? Yeah. When God establishes something, He doesn't go against that. So if God gave, gave His word about something, well, God can do anything. Well, can He change His own word? How do you know the sun's coming up this morning? That's just that's how He made it. And it's going to come up. The only way it wouldn't come up is if the whole world blew up. Then the earth's not here. Or the sun disappeared. No, that's not going to happen. You, you understand what I'm saying, I hope. Alright, go to, go to Isaiah 55. It's taking too long in the... Isaiah 55. 8 through 13 out of the New Living. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. 
said the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. Isn't it something that, but there's another scripture that he'll bless you exceedingly abundantly above all that you would ever ask you to think? He says, here in the New Living, and my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from heavens, and we love the rain, not the snow. No, it doesn't say that. I just added that. <laughs> and stays on the ground and water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. Isn't it something they, the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer? God, part of your blessing is to produce. When God blesses you, it produces more seed for you to sow. Isn't that something? Part of the blessing is God gives seed to the sower. Well, what do I need seed for? <laughs> because without seed, you can't multiply anything. If a farmer can have a bumper crop, huge crop, but if he doesn't plant, replant, the next year, how much is he going to have? Zero. Isn't that something? Nothing. He'll have nothing. God gives seed to the sower. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. So I love that in the New Living. It always produces. Well, where are you, Lord? The Lord's right there. So I'll never leave you. Nor but I don't feel you. You don't have to feel him. No, don't give me feeling. How do you know he's there? You, you know he's there by faith. And that's not just a religious statement. You, faith should be bedrock. How do you know you have a brain? Well, because I have a head brain. Well, is that really your brain? I don't know. What's... How do you know you have a liver? It just operates. Are you following? It's there. Why? Because you know it's there. It's the same for my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. It will prosper everywhere I send it. So God says, okay, it prospers everywhere I send it. I'm sending it into your heart. Now what? Now you send it. God sends it. One of the things that he sends it to the heart. And what do you do with it? Well, I'm just, I don't, I'm not sure what I should do with it. I'm not sure if it's true. I'm not. God wants us to, in these times, God wants you to erase all doubt. Doubt comes. Now, you can doubt in your head and not in your heart. You can have weird thoughts at times and just But when you start doubting on the inside and then you start verbalizing it, that's where that's where the problem starts really coming. Yeah. Well. 
verse 12. Usually we stop at verse 11. You will live in joy and peace. Isn't that something? He, after all these things, the word will prosper in which I send him. And then afterward, he says, you will live in joy and peace. The mountain hills will burst into song and the trees of the field will clap their hands. Verse 13, where once there were thorns, cypress trees will grow. Where needle, needles, where nettles grew, myrtles will sprout up. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. They will be an everlasting sign of his power and love. See, when he starts saying, you know, for, for the nettles, the myrtle trees. I don't know what the myrtle tree. Better than nettles, I guess. Thorns. We know what thorns is. Cypress tree. He says, these events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. Now, go to Psalm 91. Psalm 91, verse 14. <clears throat> okay. I want to prosper. I want to have good success. I want, I want blessing. Verse 14 is a key. Because he has set his love upon me. We need to set our love upon God. So love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. You set your love on him. God, I love you. I know you are for me. You are with me. And I'm coming through. And when I'm coming through, I'm not just coming through all beat up and injured. Now, in the process, you might get hurt and get injured. But on the other side, there's wholeness, healing. There, there's, there's, there's God's blessing and him taking real care of you. Real care. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will, I will deliver him. I what? I'll deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Because he has known my name. God has a lot of names. If you study the word of God, God, as God reveals himself, he has different names. Now they all represent him. He said, because you've known my name. You've known me. You know my covenant name. You know all these names that I am. You know. That's pretty good. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. God's with every person in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. He'll do what? He said, I'll deliver. And I will honor. That word, honor. It's literally God's glory. I will honor him. To be happy, be weighty, to be honored, be renowned, be esteemed, be glorious, to be wealthy, be rich. The main idea is to be heavy, which then becomes wealthy, heavy with goods, property, money. That's the, the very essence that he says, I will honor him. I will bless him. I, when you start, that's why when you, God wants us to go deeper. When you dig in the scriptures and meditate, 
and you look at it. There's a lot more than meets the, the eye. That's why the more you dig, the more you pray in the Spirit, the more you do those things, the, the, the more revelation. Well, what do I need with revelation? Revelation is just to puff up your head because, oh, I'm smart. Revelation from within produces hope. It produces, it produces your trust in God where it is rock solid. I will deliver him. And honor him. I'll bless you. With long life, I will satisfy him. I don't want just long life. What in the world would you want long life when you're suffering and beat up the whole time? Right? With long life, I will satisfy him. It doesn't mean I'll satisfy you. You're going to live 180 years, but you're going to have cancer 80 of those years. You're going to suffer and be beat up. And No, not, my God. He said, with long life, I will satisfy. He'll give you a long life, and he'll satisfy you into that. Now, that doesn't mean we're just, oh, Lord, you're blessing on me, and then we're just. No, it's, it's based on covenant relationship. Why does God want me blessed? Well, because he loves, and, and you know, you bless those that you love. You think, you look at heaven and what's in heaven. People can't even describe colors they see. They can't, they see things they can't even, they, gone, they can't even describe it. There, there's no words to describe I remember asking Jesse Duplantis about heaven. Yeah, I don't know if you ever heard it. And he said, he said, I saw things that I cannot describe. I just, there's no words. Now, I, that's, and he said, it's like explaining a car engine to somebody in the bushes or somebody in the world that has never seen a car, never seen any technology, hasn't seen any of it, and try to describe a car engine to them. And that, that's the very thing he's saying. With long life I will say, and show him my salvation. You know what the word salvation is there? Yeshua. Here's what the word means. But help, deliverance, salvation, victory, welfare, the word conveys the idea of deliverance from distress. The source of the salvation comes from outside the situation. A savior may receive may rescue people from national or individual emergencies, enemies, natural catastrophes, plagues, famine, or sickness. With long life. Remember, he'll honor you, he'll bless you, he'll I will say and show him my salvation. I will show him my Yahshua. I will show him my salvation. But, but Yahshua, who's Yahshua? Jesus. You go to Matthew 1. Let me go there real quick. Verses 20 through, through 25. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which is translated God with us. I'm going to tell you something else. God's in us now. 
He was with them. Now he's in us. That's uh. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded, and took him to his and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus, which literally is the same word, Yahshua. You know that word? G, or not Jesus, Jehovah saved. Not just saves, he saved, he's already done it. I will honor him. With long life, I'll satisfy him and show him myself. I'll show him Yahshua. Literally, when you read in Psalm 91, he said, I'm going to show him yourself. But I'm, it's, he's referring really to Jesus. What did Jesus do when he was here? He showed the world who the Father was. Healed the sick. Blessed people, forgave them. Did miraculous things. He, he Alright. Just give me. I gotta close. Go to Psalm 23. See. When we talk about God bless, prosper, he's coming. People not talking about even sowing and reaping, and that's part of it. But it's it's getting it's getting a deeper understanding, a, a, a revelation of who who God is to us. Psalm twenty three, verse one. Turn there. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Huh? I guess I won't want anything. The Amplified, the Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, shield me. I shall not lack. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack anything good. I'm just reading you scriptures. See, we, you, we have to be careful that we don't filter this through experience and maybe what's going on right now. Because if we do that, we're gonna we're gonna see it skewed. We're gonna hear it. Remember, we talked about hearing or learn, hearing and listening properly. You can be skewed by what you hear, by your circumstances, by what has been put on, on the inside of you, what has been sowed into you, what you've allowed inside over years. You know who's the my pillow guy? He just come out with what? Why are you? From crack addict to CEO. Fourteen is a four. I've seen the commercial. Fourteen near death experiences. Fourteen. I'm thinking fourteen. Man, after like one or two, be awake of fourteen. I'm thinking. Jesus, the deliverer. I'm telling you, God can, in the midst of just the heartache, He's there. That's hard for people to, to compute. Because if God was there, why did this happen? You hear that all the time. You can't even go there and 
because we live in a messed up, sinful people, our wicked things happen. But I'm telling you, God, why does God give his promises? So that we have hope and can get out and live a better life here and in the life to come. Ooh, glory. Go to Psalm 23. See, I'm just scratching. Uh, mm, Psalm 23, verse 5 and 6. We've, we've looked at these scriptures. This is it. This is it. Okay, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I, we've, I've talked about this many times. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs, runs over. You prepare a table before me. Out of the CEV, which is the Contemporary English Version. You, tr you treat me to a feast while my enemies watch. You honor me as your guest and you fill my cup until it overflows. <laughs> treat me to a feast as my enemy watches. Covenant. Covenant. We didn't even get into covenant, really. That's just a deep, abiding relationship God has given us. The New Century Version. You prepare a meal for me in front of my enemy. A meal. What meal? A covenant meal. Sit down. Relate. God has, a, God has such an intimate relationship, covenant relationship. It was, if you read, he... he Made it with a person, and he eventually made it with a nation, and now once again he makes it with his church. But we have individual covenant relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, Yahshua, the salvation. I'll show you my salvation. I'll honor you. We have to really look at this stuff. You prepare a meal for me in front of my enemies. You pour oil of blessing on my head. You fill my cup. Overflow. Let's go back to Psalm 23. I'm going to have to close. I have much more here. Psalm 23. That's why I'm ready to go to two services, you know, or two different services, because then I can just continue. Surely. Not surely, I say surely. Goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy will do what? Shall follow me all the days of my life. Everywhere you and I go, surely goodness, goodness and mercy follows us. Why? He's our rear guard. Goodness and mercy. Okay, that's great. Now, it is great. Surely goodness. This is what follows you. Goodness. It means beauty, excellence, cheerfulness, well-being, good things, the best things, goods, wealth, property, welfare, happiness, prosperity, fairness. Graciousness, that's encompassing in goodness. Jesus said, I'll let all my goodness pass before you, Moses. You won't see, you can't see my glory, but my goodness is going to pass by you. But goodness follows us. It never ceases to amaze me the deals I get on things. I mean, I just I expect it. Part of the covenant. It's part. 
looking at my notes and getting excited and I can't even share. <laughs> Surely goodness and mercy. You know what that word mercy is? Let's see. That is central to God's character. It is closely tied to his covenant with his chosen people. In fact, the covenant may be thought of as a as can be thought of as as the relationship from which the Hasim flows. It's the relationship which this flows through. God gives us such a relationship that his Hasim, his loving kindness, his mercy. Unfailing love, tenderness. Oh. God said, my, my covenant committed love to you. My, I am committed to you, and it will follow you. Stay committed to me. It will follow you all the days of your life. God's commitment. Exodus 33, 19, then he said, I will make all my goodness. Beauty, excellence, cheerfulness, well-being, good things, best things, goods, wealth, property, welfare. I'm done. All my goodness will pass before you, Moses. And I will proclaim, I will proclaim the name of the Lord. I, I had to share. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. Remember it in Psalm 91. He said, because they've known my name, God himself. And that word, Lord, is his covenant name, Yahweh, I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will proclaim my name, my name Yahweh, or Jehovah in there. I will proclaim that to you. That's my covenant name, my covenant name to you, my covenant name, you. That's no wonder he says, surely in goodness and mercy will follow you. Be, when you start, when he's proclaiming his, his covenant name to us, oh my goodness. Do you understand, it cannot be broken. God's covenant with you and me cannot be broken because it was fulfilled in Jesus Christ, the new covenant, Yahshua, that we, this is, I know it's a little deep, but well, what's this got to do with God bless the prophet? Because when you start getting a hold of this, my God, you expect something different. You expect a different outcome. Not that, well, I'm, I'm, I'm entitled to it. Well, in a way, you are not with that proud cockiness, with a humility and a humbleness, that God, God would proclaim that to me. God would invite me into a covenant relationship. God would invite me into that, that he'll do that for me if I'll just follow him and believe it. My, you talk, oh my God. That's way beyond what the world, the, the world, right here with the world. No, I'm, <laughs> More and more, I, Lord, come quickly. I am running out of time. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on him. Then in Exodus, when he finally passed him, the Lord, the Lord, God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, and abounding in goodness 
true. I'm a bonding with my, I see, now I'm bonding with my true firmness stability. Man, I'm, I'm a bonding to you in my stability. God is stable. Well, everything around us might not be stable, but God is. What's going to happen? I, well, let's read here. Yeah, but all these bad things are going to happen. Do you understand God, in the midst of bad things, God can work good things? Yeah. Thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. I just feel I'm warming up. I'm, you know, and get out of the driveway yet. And now I got to put it in gear. So let's pray. Father, help us. Lord, give us understanding. You said that you would reveal your covenant to those that fear. Many times we talk about prosperity. Oh, we got to sow. Well, that's true. Well, we need our revelation. We need understanding of you. So that the Lord is my shepherd. Lead me beside the waters. You bring me before the green pastures. Feed me. Lord, we thank you, Lord. Father, we so we'll bring our tithes and offerings to you. Lord, help us to get these things in us. Because we're going to listen properly. We'll listen to what your word really says. It's, it is so good. We won't let it go because it's too good. It, it's, it's too good to be true. No, it is true and it is good. And Father, thank you for blessing our seed, blessing our mind and our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. If 